Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. It's John. Oh, God. John's a tattoo cheater. Uh, I'm not a cheater. You're a cheater. John just got a big old, big old bear face on his chest because he's a bear and that's right boy numbing cream because he's a cheater i was just telling him how i did first of all i i didn't ask for it the artist gave it to me second of all i sit sat in the chair for four and a half hours four and a half hours when when have you sat for more than three dude to this morning i'm in the tattoo chair right now (laughs) <laughs> you know what i'm saying dude when am i not getting tattooed <clears throat> right no that's that's too long i don't like that yeah i the Three longest i've max. done before is yeah i did on my forearm piece two separate three-hour sessions yep that's that's my, um, that's my limit it's not fun. but this was like uh i mean he didn't do an outline and shading it was i mean it's it's photorealism right and so the whole thing is shading then and why? so he just like went ham on the motherfucker you and know then what why, I'm why does it look like yogi bear yogi bearer Fo- photorealism or yogi that, the bear I, I thought it was supposed to be like hanna barbera cartoon style you need to get your money back my friend <laughs> oh so what's up with you not shit, dude. Working, living, you know, dadding, doing the doing the thing. I just came back from a weekend long um, AA business meeting thing. What? Yeah. So general service stuff to help, you know, with behind the scenes AA stuff. I see that, that shit makes weekend. me hate AA. I really? Don't, I don't like the biz. I'm I've never been one that likes the business part of it. I feel like that's the biggest cop out. What? It's like, uh, I don't like the business part, so I'm not going to do like and help to keep the lights on. I'm not. Like, I mean, all dude, that you, stuff you, has to happen. I know, but but so the, the, yes, that is the that is the difference between you and I as far as that goes is I just I have come to the realization uh that I just am not like that I'm trying to figure out how to word it so it doesn't sound super uh, assholeish. I don't know. I, I I'm not that into it. I don't know. Uh huh. Does that make sense? But it saved your life, though, right? Did or... it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, honestly, I I I have to have like I gotta have my little balance thing going on. I do. You know, I have my my men's group. And uh-huh. my meeting, and then that's and then that's what I do. That for just that. Sound, that just sounds all about Jed, is what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, well then come work my job, and then we'll <laughs> we'll like, talk. Yeah, that's what I hear from you guys, all yeah. counselors. It's, it's so hard. All I do is that blah blah blah. I'm in recovery <laughs> all day. Oh, it's true, dude. It, I, I mean, oh, it is, it is true. Wanna, yeah, whatever. I promise, dude. It's true. I would go insane. If I've made it like completely my life, well, I, it's not completely your life at, at all. Like, some it people, not, it is. My life. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like being of service in that way that's uncomfortable. Like if service isn't uncomfortable or inconvenient for me, I don't reap nearly the rewards. So like, did I want to go up to like BF Nowheresville, South Carolina? at some weird Baptist convention center with shitty food for a whole weekend with a bunch of AA nerds. Of, no, of course I didn't. you did. You have two kids. 
Um, we do have fun while we're there. Don't get me wrong, but like, that's not how I want to spend my weekend, you know, yeah, but it was, true. it was inconvenient. And, but the spiritual rewards from coming, coming from doing service that's inconvenient far outweigh the like two and a half hour drive and like the shitty food and all that stuff. You Dude, know, I do a recovery podcast. I mean, I give enough. Let's all God. be real. This podcast is 100% for Jed ego. It is not, so. dude. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying there's a lot wrong with that. I'm just saying, I don't know how much that falls into the service category is all. That's up. That's all I'm saying. Man, this is why I don't have you on anymore. <laughs> um, I had to go get blood drawn again, but I made it. That was this Ugh. morning. Nah, gee, I survived. I, I refuse, bro. I like it freaks me. Last time I had to do it was for a life insurance policy, and like I was freaked out for two days leading up to it, and like yeah. a solid six hours after. I I hate it so. I've much. been having to do it for two weeks now. <laughs> Ugh, nah, gee. My psychiatrist <clears throat> is getting like my testosterone and all that shit levels checked. Oh, well, I mean, it's good. It's important, but like, yeah, fuck, dude, that sucks. Ugh. Nah, dog. Yeah. And I always get the same. <laughs> the nurse is like, oh, Mr. Jeffrey, what, what is wrong with your veins? Just <laughs> 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 do it already. Uh, all collapsed. Um, so I really wish you would have been. <laughs> I wish you would have been on this interview because it's your favorite topic. Oh God, what was that? Guess. Let's just see. Get get you get two guesses. Is it if it's conspiracy theories? Ding I ding swear ding. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> so um so Dan from the system is down is is making a documentary called the moon the myth the legend and it's all about the oh moon landing yeah <laughs> uh... yeah about, i don't I'm... know if i could have sat through that no there's honestly. no way you could have i'm 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 70 30 my friend 70, what 30. 70 30 70 it happened 30 it didn't Absolutely not. 30 it didn't. No, 30 it did. 70 it did not. Shut the fuck up. Did you hear recently that they reclassified that the moon is in Earth's atmosphere? That was kind of interesting. That's on PBS.com. That ain't no conspiracy shit. They reclassified what? what? The boundaries that. of Earth's atmosphere. So they moved it to it's around 331,000 miles past Earth. And there still exist hydrogen molecules. And so technically, man has never left Earth's atmosphere. That's isn't that, isn't that interesting? That's yeah. really interesting. I don't know what that has to do with the moon landing, but that's uh, super interesting. Well, it just, you know, it basically flat Earth and there's a dome. <laughs> <laughs> and lizard people. So there. And lizard people. So, but, but, um going on conspiracy theories that are no longer theories and are really creepy so i got mm-hmm. i've been looking into the china's social credit system thing oh yeah that's super uber creepy you want to hear some factoids on it yeah hit me so here are here are some of the things that will raise your social credit okay committing okay. a heroic act uh, oh, God. having a good financial credit history okay helping the poor Praise, cool. Praising the government. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that sounds my. good. Praising the government on social media. Oh, um, my. Donating blood. Positively okay. influencing one's neighborhood. 
taking okay. care of elderly family members and engaging in charity work. All right, sounds good. Some of it, yeah. Uh-huh. Here, and that's a, a max, so you start at 600 and a maximum amount of points is 1,300. Oh, I get there. The like, I, your mans would be doing all kinds of shit. Well, let's see. So here's the okay. here's what will subtract points. Okay. Um, we'll start at the lowest. Cheating in online games. What? Yes. Uh, participating in anything deemed to be a cult, which probably includes, like, Christianity. And AA. And AA. Uh, yeah. Insin- quote, insincere apologies for crimes committed. <laughs> yep. How did they measure that? That's this, awesome. This is the one that would destroy America spreading rumors on the internet. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, posting anti-government messages on social media. Yeah. Oh, so here it is. So you, everyone starts with a thousand points and you can go all the way down to 600 or all the way up to 1300. Oh, Um, okay. Some other things that'll subtract points, not visiting aging parents regularly. Oh my God. Yeah. Quote, (laughs) illegally protesting against the authorities. Uh Uh-huh. And traffic offenses such as drunk driving or jaywalking. Oh, my goodness. So what are the benefits, you ask? What do you get if you have a high score? So priority for school admissions and employment. Do you get, do you get awesome swag? You I, get, like, sweet beanies and, like, coolers <laughs> and stuff? Uh, you get tax breaks, uh, jumping, oh, jumping the line for public housing, fast-track okay. promotions at work, shorter huh. wait times in hospitals. fuck yeah dude uh, (laughs) cheaper public transport free Uh, gym memberships um, deposit free bicycle and car rentals easier access to cash loans and consumer credit and priority Mm -hmm. for school admissions and employment now the the punishments denial of licenses permits and access to some social services Exclusion from booking flights and or train tickets. Low, what? Yeah, bro. Low ac- less access to credit. Restricted ask as yeah access to public services. Ineligibility for government jobs. No access to private schools. And public shaming. Exposure either online <laughs> or on TV. Sc- <laughs> Dude, listen to this. They awesome. on TV screens in public spaces of the names, photos, and ID numbers of blacklisted citizens. Phone, oh my gosh! Holy shit! Phone dial tones mandated That's... by authorities. So your your phone will have a dial tone that indicates that they are calling a dishonest debtor. Is what it's called. What? Yeah, Bro, this is straight up a black mirror episode like 100 it's like verbatim that black mirror episode that's some freaky shit dude oh my gosh Um, they need to get these people on a bicycle (laughs) well let's uh so let's hear about the moon and then i want to talk about alex for word
course. Once again, I'm here with Dan. Dan Quetzalcoatl. Dan Smotzacoatl. Uh, Dan Smotzarella. Uh, mm. Daniel. Keep it going. Um, Smotzenheim. Uh, Daniel. Mm. Smote it. Don't don't throw it. Daniel. Amen. Uh, Amen. Mm. Preach. Um. <laughs> Smot to the Z. I like that one. I like Smotsacodal, actually. <laughs> Smotsacodal. Daniel Snitch. Yeah, I, I like it. I um, like it. From the System is Down podcast. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I, I know that you were just dying to have me on again so soon after the last time because it was such a, a, a titular, titillating episode that uh, left everybody wanting more, right? That, that's why we're here. That is exactly why we're here. I got uh, many emails, many um, many messenger <laughs> pigeons. Nay, nay, I say requiring uh, your presence again. Requiring on demand. Yes, yes. Smots on demand. I like it. Um, it has nothing to do with me reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, let's talk about this thing." If Mm-mm. you're if you're open to it, <laughs> not at all. None. None whatsoever. All right, cool. Cool. So what's going on with you? Are you still uh so like the Arctic tornado vortex hurricane came and went, but then I heard like another one came or something? I I've lost count. Uh, I only have so many fingers and toes, so I don't know what we're up to now. But um, it's not terrible at the moment. It's uh still freezing weather, uh, but the snow is has dissipated a little bit. Instead, we have rain, and yesterday we had sunshine, so all the snow is gone. But there's a lot of ice. I stay inside for the most part, so it's not that big a deal. But, um, you know, uh, on a nice Sunday morning where I'm taking the fam out to good old church, um, that's the only time it becomes an issue for me. Yeah, that just sounds awful. It's a, it, yep. it's a, it's a balmy uh, 67 degrees here, you know, sunny. Shut your, shut your sweaty mouth. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's tough. Life is hard over here, man. I can imagine so. Yeah, so how's church going? Church is is good. It's uh, as I've worked through some mental issues of my own, I've been open to a lot more church things. Church has been good. Um, we have a nice little community of I call it the junk drawer churches. Uh, it's a very authentic small community that is very you know open with all the real shit in the world, and um, I like it. I like it a lot. If I didn't have that church here, I can't say for sure that I'd be attending one. Yeah, I, we'll, we might have to. Um, yeah, we'll circle back and touch on that because I'll need. Uh, I'm I'm the brother in need these days. <laughs> I, sure, I've, sure. I've been depressed lately, dude. Mm, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what's what's new in your world? What's what's the newest? Uh, what's the newest revelation? The newest revelation is. Uh, I assume you're you're directing me. Uh, eloquently into what we're here to talk about, which is this documentary that I'm working on. Talking about the moon landing is what it is. And it's my, my, my first venture into the world of documentary filmmaking. I am a videographer by trait, but uh, mostly I do wedding video. And I'm taking the, the leap into some new uncharted territory and making making a documentary. So it's so this isn't like a fanzine document. This is this is set out to be like a legit documentary. Yes, 
that's the intention. No guarantees, but that's my plan, yes, to to go back to the good old days of actual documentary filmmaking, not just – I mean there's going to be some YouTube videos slapped in there obviously because that's the main source of information these days. But it's not going to be just your typical – you know, you go on YouTube, you look up the moon landing, you'll find three hours of a guy just playing the same loops over and over again and slow it down so you make sure you get the point across. Slow it down again. Play some X-Files music behind it. And it's not going to be that cheesy The red garbage. circles. <laughs> the red circles so you know exactly where you need to look. Um, yep. Or it's just video that that one clip of uh, Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin punching that dude in the face over yep. and over Bart, and over. Bart yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is it going to have what kind of tone are we are we talking? Well, the tone is well. I mean, honestly, I, I set out to make a documentary. I, I get it, as you know, I get into much more crazy things than the moon landing hoax. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not 100% sold on any of them. I just like exploring different areas. So I've had people be like, why the moon landing? It's such a simple, easy one. I'm like, exactly. That seems like a good place to start because as I dig into it, like people don't seem to know anything about the moon landing. Like people don't even seem to know the official story about the moon landing for the most part. Your general person on the street, if you ask them how many times has man walked on the moon, they have no idea. But if you say, I don't think that man has walked on the moon and I've seen the evidence to prove it. Uh, they'll call you a retard and say that you're crazy. It's like, well, you don't even know what happened or what they say happened, let alone what the counter argument is. So why are you so defensive of it? So I'm kind of like taking the side of exploring why people are so vehemently passionate about, yes, we had to have, even though I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's kind of the same take as my podcast, just exploring both sides and, uh, Doing so in a fun, kind of comedic, uh, laid-back manner that I, I just don't understand why people are assholes. I, I suppose <laughs> is the simplest way to put it. <laughs> does it really? Does it really shock you though? Is it really that surprising? So, uh, so can we? So can we touch on some of the subject matter? Oh, for sure. We can touch on well, whatever so, you want. Jim. Well, ask me that question. So, how many times did we walk on the moon, reportedly? Jed. What do you know about the moon landing? I'm, I'm really right going to try to rack my brain just as a layman. Let's see. All right, so we went. First off, do you think that we that man has walked on the moon? Oh, you're putting me on the spot there. Um, I will be okay saying that we have. At what point that happened, I am not certain or sold. I do not necessarily think. Dude, you're gonna make me alien. <laughs> um, let me answer that later. No, I, I I think there's a there's a large seed of doubt in my mind that we landed when, uh, like with Kennedy when we say in the '60s. Sure, I don't no, even know if that's Nixon, right. But, so yeah. this is what it, this is what I think <laughs> that that it was in like the '60s. Um, Tom Hanks, uh, Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and um, Gary Sinise got syphilis got so it. he couldn't go or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, so uh, I don't do, you, do you know twice? how many times a man has walked on the moon? Twice? Is that right? Twice? Yeah. Do you know how many countries have walked on the moon? One. Right. Okay. That is correct. And a lot of but people I, don't even seem to know that. Yeah. They think, you know, obviously there have been other countries who have put men on the moon in the last 50 years. Because we're, we're literally coming up on 50 years here since this happened. And it has been more than twice. Uh, we put uh, six... Uh, we put 12 men in six missions on the moon in the span of like four years, and 
This is ranging from 1969 to 1972, all under the Nixon administration, which we all know how trustworthy that man is known to be. Uh, all under that administration, we did it. We haven't done it since. We can't do it again. Literally, we, NASA says that we can't do it now, and we're, we've lost that technology, even though you know where technology is now. Like, we, we can't do it. We did it, but now we're not doing it anymore. That Okay, yes, that is very, very weird. I, I did read that it, China is, is supposed to be going up this year or something like that. I think that? Uh, China is talking about putting a probe on the moon, which – this theory doesn't say necessarily like man can't put a probe on the moon. It's that man can't put a man on the moon because of the extremely dangerous implications that that has. And so just to kind of give a little bit of a of backstory for people that don't know anything about this, which yeah, was yeah. me like a couple of weeks ago or months ago. So no judgment or anything, but uh, that's kind of the point of this is just to explore why – why we uh, the only thing that we're taught in school is man walked on the moon at some point at the end okay let's move on to the next topic wait wait and let um, the record state that dan smetzakotal is wearing a nasa t-shirt with a astronaut on the moon checkmate game over shill continue <laughs> that's exactly why i'm doing this for all the interviews that i'm doing because uh i know exactly how my uh, conspiracy minded people will respond to it uh, because nobody has a sense of humor on either side of this argument. <laughs> so if you come in and you throw up uh, the OK sign, then you're an Illuminati shill or something. Who knows? Like hey, we, Everybody digs so much into everything and uh, has no idea what they're talking about. So I, I'm just going to keep wearing the NASA shirt, even though I currently, i, I got to say, I, I'm trying to approach this documentary-making thing with as unbiased of an opinion as possible. But you'll find that I do have a bias, and I'm not going sure. to pretend like I don't because I'm a human. And uh, the more I dig into it, the harder it is to stay unbiased. But we'll get into that more. Yeah, I went to the doctor, and he said my bias is uh, uh, malignant. So I got to go. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what are they? What are they prescribed for that? <laughs> uh, heroin, actually. So things oh, are nice. going pretty good on my end, sir. Got a, turns out I've got a pretty Malignant bias as well. Uh, point me in the direction of your doctor. Anyway, um, if you look into some of the stuff that is around the moon landing, uh, it becomes very, very strange really quickly. Um, so this all happens. Uh, just a quick synopsis of what went down. Um, we're setting up these Apollo missions and the, the Gemini or Gemini, however you want to pronounce it, missions. Um, Kennedy comes out and says, we're going to put a man on the moon. Everybody thinks that we had this big space race with Russia. Uh, that turns out that actually isn't really 100% accurate. It wasn't like this race, uh, where we're neck and neck, uh, technology wise with each other. Russia put the first, uh, satellite into orbit, which was Sputnik. And then they put, uh, Yuri Gagarin, the first man into orbit, uh, which is just like 400 miles up still in the very low orbit area. But they still, put the first man in. Still within the dome. <laughs> hey, like I said, I have to put some of my other theories aside yes, to, correct, to explore correct. this individually, which is kind of challenging. So, so far, uh, we're, we're not doubting any of that, though. So that's – we're good with that. Yeah. Okay. So far. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as I know so far. And also, I should say that I'm not an expert on anything. I'm. This is still like in the – 
beginning stages of researching the this topic and everything. But uh, Russia puts the stuff into space. We're all pissed off because we, you know, we're butthurt because we're not as cool as we thought we were, and Russia's beating us. Pretty simple. Um, so we're like, you know, we're, Disney and everybody's been putting out all this propaganda of when we put a man on the moon, when we put a man on the moon, this is what it's going to look like. JFK comes out and says, in 10 years, we're going to put a man on the moon. That's our goal. We're sticking to it. He lost his head. So, uh, you know, next guy picked up the mantle um, and that didn't happen. And then Nixon comes along and it's pushing the end of the 10 year goal here. And uh, meanwhile, Russia, their head guy who was pulling off all this amazing stuff that we couldn't do, um, their head guy dies and they have a couple missions that kind of fail miserably. And uh, I I think it was like three or four missions that just blow up and they lose tons and tons of money. So they basically stopped long before, you know, we – while we said that we were still in this neck and neck space race, Russia was like, yeah, we're kind of not doing anything. Most people don't know, but Apollo one, uh, we ready to try things out in America. We we've got this. We're just as good as Russians or better. We're better. So we got everything figured out. Apollo one burns up on the launch pad. Three people die. Nobody knows these knows about these guys or this mission that just exploded at first attempt, like we NASA was going bankrupt uh, because we were trying so hard to make this happen. People are dying. We're losing money. When when so when was NASA founded? Was it founded for this purpose? I couldn't tell you offhand. I'd have to dig into that a little bit more. But uh, one of the the fun fact, fun snapple fact, one of the head guys for NASA was. Uh, Warner Von Braun. Are you familiar with this I man? I am. I am. He's a Nazi. He, he was a Nazi. He yes. was a Nazi. Operation Paperclip. Um, he was one of those, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And uh, most people don't even realize that. And when you say he was a Nazi, everybody's like, oh, so he was just like some guy who was like caught up in that and then he moves over here. Like nope. he didn't do anything wrong. No. This literal. Guy, he's terrible. Yeah. Terrible, literal Nazi. Literal Nazi. Uh, I wasn't there, so I can't say for sure, but rumor has it that uh, he was. Well, he was one of the top scientists over there, and he would hang the uh, five least productive Jews outside of his office every day. Mm-hmm. So, literal Nazi uh, that we bring over here running NASA. Well, wasn't he? We love to ignore that. Piece yeah, of history, and didn't though. didn't he? Maybe I'm putting words in history's mouth. Wasn't he an architect of some of the de- the uh, death camp methods? It's possible. Yeah, I'm, no, I, 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 that might be. Stretching, but yes, yeah. he was a lit- literally a Nazi. Yes, right, correct. Yeah, so we also got—is that how we got Einstein? Paperclip. I don't know. I, I don't know. Now Sorry. I'm going to sound buffoonery. <laughs> uh, strike that from the record, people. Continue. <laughs> it has been stricken from the record. Yep. So yeah, uh, Apollo. We we were working on all these missions. We're spending money out the ass and failing miserably. Um, one of the head guys, uh, I think his name is, yeah, James Webb. He's the NASA administrator devoted all of his life to this project, the Apollo missions. Um, tons and tons, like probably 20 years, 20, 30 years, something like that. We're getting close to the deadline. Uh, we've supposedly, you know, we've got it all figured out. We're going to pull it off first try. No problem. It's like. 
a few months or maybe a year. I, I don't remember. I don't have it written down. Uh, I think it was three months before this mission, the first successful mission to put a man on the moon. James Webb just bails. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like he devoted his whole life, and he's like, I'm going to retire now, right before we are successful. If it was looking so promising that they're going to pull it off a few months from now, why would you leave? You would want to have your name on that, of course. And there was a. Uh, he had a like a, a, a there was another guy I don't remember the name who was higher up in the command who also left at the same time and an astronaut who devoted his whole life to getting to space he left at the same time like people are just like I'm not gonna touch this which seems pretty shady it almost seems like so the 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 theory is you know we we were trying to get to the moon a lot of people you know they they think that. This was like a hoax from the start. Like they think it's sim so simple that it was like, uh, you know, we, we filmed this thing and then we – like the conspiracy-minded people think that uh, th this was a hoax from the start. But no, this was uh, a plan that we had to get to the moon. And once we realized that we couldn't pull this plan off, we decided we're going to pretend like we pulled this plan off to make it seem as though we are – the, I mean, this is during like the Cold War, Vietnam War era, stuff like that. We, as Americans, we needed a win. We needed to tell everyone we are a military authority. And if we say, actually, this thing that we promised ten years ago that we would do within ten years, we can't do it. Uh, looks really bad for us. Yeah, that, that's so a, we think that's a fair. That is a very plausible and fair uh, motivation. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we had simulators. NASA had simulators that would uh, – they had landed uh, probes and everything on the moon before this um, that had scoped out everything. Satellites had scoped out all the, the terrain of the moon. We had made uh, plaster replicas, like gigantic plaster replicas of the moon and had special cameras designed so that we could simulate to the T what it would be like to – Take a man to the moon. We had the ability to make it look like a man was on the moon. That was part of the training and the program, like the programming beforehand. And so it would be extremely easy to go, hey, these simulators that people probably not too many people knew about at the time and a lot of people don't know about now. Um, just run that simulator again, put it out there for the people and, uh, you know, call it a day. 50 years later, we won't be able to do it again, and we'll lose all the footage and all the telemetry data and everything else, but, you know. That, all that's been lost? Yeah, we taped over it. <laughs> it's not... Biggest accomplishment in the history of mankind. First time, only times, sending men, humans, to a celestial body, and we're like, eh, tape's expensive. I've got, I don't know, my daughter's pageant tonight. Uh, i got to tape over this. This most important achievement in mankind. Wait, it was actually taped over. Yeah, you're, that's you. It was, it was actually taped over. It was actually that, taped over. According to NASA, it was either destroyed, they lost it, or they taped over it. They don't know. They don't have it though. That's what we know for sure. What? So then, what? 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 <laughs> Wait, I guess. So I'm racking the my brain film. now. I'm trying to the think. Original footage. I was about to ask. So what about? Wait. So what have I been seeing then? Is there not footage out there? Well, the original was. tapes. The original okay. tapes. Okay, so like it's people all, can't. It's all people copies. can't access the original tapes uh, in the original film in order to observe it and um, you know determine 
And not only that, but the telemetry data, the data that says that they were here at this time, um, this is where the shuttle was, this was the heart rate of the astronauts, that type of thing. Um, all this really detail, all these details that would really pinpoint and be able to, you know, prove that the that we absolutely went to the moon if it's real. Uh, that that's all gone. We disposed of that. So what? So the com the probably the first most common pushback is all the people, all the employees, all the people working mission control, all the thousands mm -hmm. of employees since the people in this. Well, I guess, you know, we'll start with that. Start with sure. that. 400,000 people worked on this project. Yes. 400,000. And your question is obviously, are they all keeping their mouths shut? Correct. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's uh, obviously the most common question. How is it possible that all these people would stay silent about it? They're not. Like I said, this wasn't a hoax from the beginning. This was a hoax just at the end. All these people, uh, if you look at like uh, like Enron or uh, Ooh, yeah, um, that's a good... Volkswagen or some like all these corporations that have um, – that they have scandals and all the, like it's not like Enron it's, brought the janitors and the uh, the accountants all into a room, a hundred thousand people into a room and said, "Hey, we're gonna be shady right now." Everybody agree? Yeah. Okay, let's be shady together. Um, with NASA, they like it wasn't. People have this image of like NASA is this gigantic warehouse where they're building a rocket. <laughs> now they were like four hundred thousand people were involved. Yes. But they they were all spread out all across the country, like hundreds and hundreds of different businesses were subcontracted to work on different parts of this thing. And they were working to get us to the moon. They 100 percent were wanting to get to the moon. Um, the problem is that we find out that we can't and we've poured a billion dollars down the drain. Then we have to figure out a way around that. And so it doesn't even take all of the people that are in the main NASA facility, like the people. So all, all it really would take is the astronauts to know, uh, the people who are in charge to know, and whoever is in charge of sending the signal back to uh, NASA's receptors, um, you know, if, if they are, if they're supposed to be receiving this, uh, this, these images from the moon, which is coming from a satellite of some sort, how hard would it be for them to say, do Give them a different feed and say, here, here's this pre-recorded tape. And then everybody, including NASA's people, are convinced that uh, we went to the moon. So what's – so when you're – and I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be trying to be uh, playing uh, Shill's advocate over here for this. Please do. Um, what has been – in doing this so far, and, and um, – I know it's not over, but what has been some just super compelling evidence that you have discovered or come across? Well, one of the main ones, um, which most of the stuff that I'm bringing in this documentary, I would say none of it's really new, but uh, most people don't go seeking out this type of information. So I'm kind of compiling it in a in a fun way, bringing it to kids for a new generation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a like I said, a, a comedic take on this. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know more than 
Massimo Mazzucco or Bart Sibrell or these people who actually did the research to come up with this information. So I'm probably wrong on some things right now, and I'm probably going to be wrong on some <laughs> things in the documentary. You're gonna, you're gonna However, the book, the cow did not <laughs> jump over the moon. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the main things that are often pointed out is uh, the the Van Allen radiation belts. Are you familiar with these? Uh, well, I am, Dan, but for the people that aren't, go ahead and uh, explain. <laughs> Are you really, or is that yeah, – I, I know no, the podcaster I, I tricks. It, it made the Fantastic Four. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Somebody but actually yes, explained that. It's the, uh, the, uh, the deadly band of radiation that no human could, is supposed to be able to survive passing through that right. surrounds our planets. Right. Yes, yeah, so, so there's two belts of radiation surrounding the planet. The problem is the, – the reason why this isn't the best argument is because it's up to NASA to tell me that the Van Allen radiation belts exist to begin with. So True. I have to believe NASA in that sense in order to believe that they're, they're wrong about going through them. So the, yeah, the shady – the strange thing though is that NASA is disagreeing with itself over time because leading up to uh, the these miss, missions in 1969 – um, the radiation belts were there. They were terrible. There's no way that we could get through them. Apparently, we shut them down for four years because we didn't talk about the Van Allen radiation belts as we went through them, came back. The astronauts don't seem to know anything about these belts. And then in 1972, belts are back up, and we can't go back to the moon. And even now, when we're talking about going to the moon, uh, Obama says, one day we're going to get a man past lower Earth orbit. We did. We did that. What are you talking about? Uh, NASA says we're we're working on this technology to get through these dangerous radiation belts. And it's like I, I thought we did that in a tin can fifty years ago. Why are we still trying to do that? Yeah. So, it, like, I'm I'm not saying that that's the end all be all argument, but you it's said something. that it was there, and then you didn't talk about it when we went there, and you don't have an explanation for how we got through it, and now you're saying we can't get through it. That's a big problem, <laughs> and Wait. uh. The guy, Bart Sabrell, the documentarian who got punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin that we're probably uh, – took the, it like weird, a champ too. <laughs> the weirdest of us are familiar with, yes. Um, he uh, – in that documentary, it's called um, – uh, what is it? Astronauts Gone Wild or something like that. Uh, he's basically just going around sneak, sneakily interviewing all the different astronauts and he'll he tells them that he's with this other company. It, it's shady practice, but there's no other way to do it. But then he puts them down and asks them some hard questions. One of the guys that he asks, he's like, so, you know, what about the Van Allen radiation belts? How did you guys navigate through that? Did you guys notice any effects from that? And the astronaut, one of the 12 men supposedly who has accomplished this, looks at him and he's like, oh, I don't think we went out far enough to encounter the Van Allen radiation belts. And uh, Bart's like, well, they're like a thousand miles up. And he's like, oh, well, then we must have just went straight through them. Like, <laughs> you're the asterisk. You don't know. Don't know you man. don't know. Like, they didn't prep you for this? They didn't prep you for this question at all in the last, I guess it probably would have been 30 years? <laughs> like, you've never been asked this question before. Space, Even Space blankets, dude. Those, like, silver reflecty things. Right. <laughs> like, as an astronaut, you would want to know, hey, I'm going to be going through these radiation belts. I'm probably going to have some really bad side effects. How are we going to deal with this? Um, and people are like, well, it must be like special lead or something that was surrounding and casing the, uh, the capsule. 
It, no, it was it was aluminum. These were made of the lightest weight material that we possibly could in order just to get it off the ground and keep it from burning up on the launch pad like Apollo 1. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I yeah, I I have seen um I don't remember where it was, but talking about uh we could move to like the lander and how uh Rick shoddy it it looks. Um <laughs> it looks like a and th- this will fit well into your uh your your show it looks like like a meth lab or like it something does. that it looks like something set up in a gutter or something to uh cook some meth which is funny so in the pushback to all that is going to be yes it was well, it's a wonder of engineering and like look at what they did with their limited uh with their limited technologies and it's it does seem miracle <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so well, oh, the, so the most convincing thing I've ever seen is that video where the astronauts are supposedly in orbit, and it shows them setting up the shot to make it look like they're looking through a porthole window. Have you seen that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, that's that is, on Bart that... Sabrell's other documentary. He found yeah. – I don't know. I've been trying to get Bart on my show because I want to know where the hell he found that footage because uh, that's some of the most damning evidence I've it ever is, seen. Dude, it's that I, I I've showed that to someone that is a naysayer, and they have their you know. There's nothing you can say to that unless it's just right. unless it's completely. I mean, I get you can say I have no idea where that footage came from. Sure, you know, but holy they're shit, they're faking something. They are. I don't know what they're faking, but they're faking, faking something. It. And they're they're yes. telling them to fake it, and they're showing right. you how they faked it. Right. I don't know. That shit was that was like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. And so to explain a little bit, like the, there's footage where they're explaining it as like this is kind of behind the scenes footage that it seems like nobody was ever supposed to see, but they're they're showing Earth outside of the shuttle window. And they're saying that the camera is taking up all of the shuttle window. Um so you just see all black and then a little ball earth earth looking thing mm-hmm. and then you you can kind of see an outline where it almost looks like a beveled edge around this circle and it kind of looks a little strange from like a, uh, a designer perspective and then then as you watch it, it like pans back and you see somebody walk in front of it even though this was supposedly this giant tv camera was supposedly taking up the whole window somebody walks in front of it and then they move this cardboard cutout basically out of the way and you can see that actually it's all of earth's atmosphere is taking up the whole window there's no black because they're not far enough away to see the black vastness of space and they were actually doing this cutout to look like the earth yeah i'll I'll post a link to that video because it's literally like it's it's crazy it's so crazy um what and most people don't don't realize how how vastly different um what we did before the moon landings is to what we are able to do, what we supposedly pulled off. We went up like Earth's orbit that, uh, uh, what's his name, the Russian dude that I said earlier, uh, they went up like 400 miles, which seems like a lot. Now, the moon is like 36,000 miles away. So we went 400 miles, and then on the first try, before sending like, a monkey or anything through these radiation belts before testing it with another living being. We sent men 36,000 miles 
astronomically further than we've ever gone. And we're like, got it. First try. No problems. (laughs) All right. Let's not do that ever again. (laughs) So. Damn. Yeah. I mean, and then. I, I this is this is where I really would need because I want to hear. I mean, I guess I have heard. I, I would like to hear. So, are you interviewing people from the opposite? Obviously, that's that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I really want to know what their explanations for that are. the The fact that we haven't and it's it is it's so. This is one of those. This is one of those just conspiracy things where it's like it's so everyone takes it for absolute granted, and it's just like you are Absolutely. ridiculous. What are you talking about? Of mm-hmm. course we went, and that's it. Open shut. That's right. the end. And you are insane for even doubting the the you know the air NASA breathes on. You know, <laughs> right. Or the, the space, yeah. if you will. The more you look into it, the more insane it becomes to think that we put a man on the moon. Like. <laughs> well, and that's that's literally a a a plot device of Apollo thirteen is so I, it is when they uh there's that famous scene where they um they they dump all those like household products on the table and they're like this is what they've got up there we got to make a oxygen respirator da 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 and it's like oh my god they're so they you know. Wow! It's crazy. Good wow. job, you guys. Pulled off the literal impossible. Yeah, and 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 then that's the literal. That's the 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 drama of it. Is like, wow, look at us go. We're so smart. And mm-hmm. like, if we did, yeah, that's fucking incredible. If, yeah. And well, so Isn't what do you think about those? Like, what about like the the missions that didn't go to the moon? Like, where does it stop? I guess what is real and what wasn't. Sure, uh, I can't say for sure definitively anything, but um, well, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of people don't even realize what we actually pulled off, how grand it was. Aside from the the distance, it was uh, – there's this rocket that has a shuttle on it, and then it has a capsule on it as well. We had to take this rocket all the way up there. The rocket comes off. The, uh, the shuttle – or, yeah, the shuttle orbiter orbits the moon. The capsule comes off, lands on the moon. Then it comes back up, docks back with the – uh, the orbiter, and then comes back home. Like, a lot of people just think this tiny little meth shed takes off and flies <laughs> back home. That's not how it works. Like, yeah, it's much true. more complicated. How the fuck did they do that without, like, guidance computers? <laughs> how does it... Wait, so what's the... What's the what? <laughs> See, I hate this, because it's gonna... It's, if, if some, like... And, of course, there are people out there that are like, well, this is exactly how they did it. But it's like... Right. To me, yes, that seems f- pretty tough pretty difficult it does and we we got it we nailed it nailed it <laughs> not not only that but uh after these guys well and even if you watch uh if you watch the um the capsule take off up off the moon you you know it looks like it's being lifted up by strings there's no flame underneath it which people say you can't have a flame in the vacuum of space which is not true uh, i've seen um, star wars there's plenty <laughs> You ever but, seen uh, Armageddon, the most scientifically factual movie of all time? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there, there's a minigun in space for some reason. Right. <laughs> Steve Buscemi so, gets the space madness, my favorite part. Anyway. These guys get back home, these three guys, um, pulling off the impossible. And have you seen the uh, – there's a press conference with the three guys. It's They have to go through like quote-unquote decompressing or whatever uh, – 
quarantine for like uh, I think it's like three weeks after they get back, which to me sounds a lot like prepping for this press conference. But um, they have to be quarantined for three weeks and then they do this press conference. They just it's it's a literal miracle that these men are alive and they go out to do this press conference and they seem absolutely miserable. Like they don't seem excited. They don't seem like happy or anything like they seem like they're lying and trying to cover something up to be completely honest there's a point where they're like asking questions and guys like so what did the stars look like and they're like um i don't i don't really i don't really remember if we saw stars no i don't remember i don't remember seeing stars at all like you forgot you forgot whether or not you saw stars and then in other missions they talk about how they saw stars and how amazing the stars were and how they would peer out the window all night just gazing up at the stars it's like things just don't mm. add up the stories between them not to mention the fact that uh we we put three men on the moon then we went six more times and each time we put different men why didn't we send the same ones who pulled it off the first time why would we be like okay now your turn you go well, do because, it because that's you gotta i mean sharesies you know you, you don't gotta, have to be fair <laughs> you need to <laughs> be fair dude like you went last time man why it's my you turn take the risk though like from a yeah. scientific perspective, why would you take the risk of putting people well, who I have never back. done it back on and because... then more people who have never done it back on and then more people who have never done it back on? Why wouldn't you say, hey, we need to learn more. We're going to send up those guys because they pulled it off. Good job, because guys. If, if, you, if I made it back alive, I don't know how quickly I would like re-volunteer. Sure. You know, maybe. But also, fuck. That's if, if I signed up to go to space, I guess that's my that's my bag, baby. So maybe I'm going to try to go back as many times as possible. You would think so, but I, I don't know. But these guys just seem miserable, and then Neil Armstrong almost never did any interviews. He refused to do any interviews after. Buzz Aldrin went into a deep uh, drug and alcohol-induced depression, and uh, it's not even – that's not even a theory. It, he talked about it. Um, why? Why are these people so – cut off from civilization and miserable after they were heroes heroes of a country he got the moon sadness it's a thing <laughs> um, Blue you, you moon. See, Dan, if the human body is 70 percent water then uh the moon absolutely affects your mood right of course you ever heard you heard that <laughs> um okay so what about what about the the stanley kubrick stuff stanley kubrick stuff um I think it is very plausible. I think there's a lot of compelling evidence to him having something to do with it because – I mean the main reason why his name is brought into it is because of a lot of the evidence in The Shining. He has a lot of things that seem to poke at the idea that the moon landing was faked. If you – there's a great documentary yeah, called you... Room 237, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, recount some of those? Do you know any offhand? Um, yes, I do, but I'm not going to do them justice. I would recommend checking out the documentary, but, uh, like the kid is wearing like an Apollo shirt or sweater or something. There's, uh, there's a lot of significance in some of the numbers and, uh, imagery that they use. And I, I, I can't, I, it's been a few years since I've watched that one in particular, but some, some of the main reasons why people think like the only reason why people started thinking that it might be. Like he might have something to do with it outside of, you know, him poking at it. And that is because some of the front screen projection stuff that he was using, it was like 
cutting edge technology in filmmaking where you don't have to have like one of the biggest arguments against the moon landing being fake is that you'd have to have this gigantic studio, uh, which is almost impossible to have something that big. Uh, but if you look at 99% of the images, you can see there's a, a horizon line that cuts between the foreground and the background of all of these images, which, I mean, your brain doesn't notice these things. That's Stanley Kubrick was doing that technology in 2001 A Space Odyssey in a small studio. He would have people in a foreground uh, that are standing on sand. Then he would have a front screen projection with like a very shiny silk fabric in front of them that you project the rest of the image onto. And it looks compellingly realistic that they are standing in this vast open space. So it Uh, almost seems like uh, a lot of the – these uh, moon landing pictures might have been in not that big of a studio. Hmm. So, give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I've just got. I'll, I'll just throw out some random facts. Uh, yeah, I love facts. For funsies. Uh, so, I don't have the date, but it's been uh years back. Google did this competition called X Prize. So we're going to bring it into now time. Google, that's a thing we all know and love. Uh, Google did this thing called XPRIZE where – excuse me. Um, they did this competition for any uh, privatized company that could get a like a lunar probe or rover or something onto the moon and get live stream back so that we could capture – some of this stuff. They they offered thirty million dollars to any company that can pull this off, and the government, yay government, said we have to make sure that nobody goes near the Apollo landing sites because they could, you know, contaminate the scene. Like it's not a crime scene, and you don't own the moon, America. I'm sorry, but uh, if somebody wants to do that, they can. Uh, but the it, it wasn't just to uh, so the the contest was if somebody can get footage of like live footage of these sites for you know posterity's sake and our history and everything it would be awesome to go back and see these things for real up close and then the government says no you have to stay x amount of distance away from these sites and uh everybody said okay we don't need 30 million dollars that's fine um which makes no sense of course there's the problem with um you know any any quote-unquote privatized company that has that amount of money and is that big that they can actually send something to the moon, they probably have the government a little bit entangled in their business to begin with. Yes. So uh, it, it's not that hard to convince those people, hey, no, you're actually not going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to make life really hard for you if you do that. But yeah. if these, if NASA wanted to 100% end these debates and these arguments about – the moon landing being faked, let them, let them go, let them stay, you know, a uh, hundred feet away. You can't actually go onto the site, but you can film it, live stream it, whatever. Why not? Why would we not do that? Cause that will just let everybody know, Hey, we're not lying. We've never been lying. Trust us, but no, shut it down instead. Yeah. And of, and of course it, that goes back to, which is a, it's a pretty reliable, logic to fall back on is there's like the burden of proof is on you guys like we don't have to prove shit like you've right. seen it you, you know we went there talk to buzz right. 
Right, and we're telling you that what we what you're showing us seems very fake. So now you have to prove that it's not fake, and it would be very easy for you to do that, and you refuse to do so. Um, even the uh, the capsule that landed, um, the the papers and the data for how they put this thing together that was uh, that I mean that was all sub, that was all contracted out to a different business. When this business was con- contacted, uh, people you know people digging into this. Asked this company, you know, can we take a look at that information, these papers, all the all the stuff that went into that technology? They said, no, we got rid of that because we're not a museum um, and we only have so much storage space. So we just threw it out. Sick burn. Oh, what do mm. I look like? The Smithsonian? Get out of here. Right. With your, with your <laughs> well, face and your glasses, nerd. <laughs> right. And you can say that, but you know who would pay a lot of money for that? The Smithsonian. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, any, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any museum would be like, hell yeah, we'll take the information that put a man on the moon for the first time. But no, we just threw it away because who needs it? We're done. What? So any – yeah. Give me more. Feed me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so assuming that there are these radiation belts around the earth, um, if you take film through an x-ray machine, it will destroy yeah. the film. And grainy it up. We have very pristine footage, and we know like people have done research to find out what kind of camera that they use. Because people will, of course, say, you know, though they were special cameras, they weren't. They they weren't. We they've asked the companies that created the cameras. The cameras were normal, daily cameras. Uh, I interviewed a guy, um, Massimo Mizuko, who made American Moon. He's a great documentarian, and he is a photographer by trade. And so he actually set out to explore this from a photographer's perspective, and he interviewed a bunch of the head photographers in the world who used the same cameras, and they're like, that's impossible. Yeah, I'm, they're like, oh. I can't say that the moon landing was fake, but that's impossible, that we, they have that clean of uh, images and the shadows, you know, all about the shadows going in different directions, all sorts of fun stuff that photographers can't explain. Yeah, and so, yeah. Who? That's hmm. You know, I need. To, <laughs> I know what I'm going to be doing the rest of the day. Damn you, Dan! It's a <laughs> it's a fun one. It's a fun one. That's it is, and that it, that's what yeah. makes this different from all the other conspiracies. Is this is a happy conspiracy where if you believe the conspira if you believe, if you go along with the hoax, like nine eleven, if you uh, go along with the official story, you're choosing to accept that. You know, this terrible thing happened. If you go along with this theory, then America's awesome. Or not the theory, but the the main story. If you go along with it, then America's awesome. So people are like, yeah, of course I believe it because America's awesome. But isn't yeah. it so like America to say, hey, we're going to put a man on the moon. And then when we realize we can't, we're, we like concoct this space race. And then the other team drops out and we're like, no, there's still a space race going on. Not only that, but we're going to win it. Oh, we can't win it. OK, we're going to fake it. We just move the goalpost and create our own goalpost and don't have any competition. But we did it, you guys. Good job. Sounds so, very American to me. <laughs> is so is the, it does. Is there any? Is that the only mototivation that has kind of come through? Um, is, there is are we needed a win. There are other theories of motivation that I guess financially uh, I mean, too, because people say that NASA is just a, a good. Uh, um like money laundering scheme, I guess yeah, you could say, big for lack of a money better. dump. 
Yeah, there's a lot of different theories that I have yet to explore. There are people who even go down the route of, you know, uh, we found alien technology and so we decided not to go or I don't I haven't dug too much into these because they're a little bit more outlandish. Um, not no offense to people who believe those things, but uh, the very basis of it is did we or did we not go regardless of why we did or did not it's very easy to look at and see that we were dumping money on a thing and nasa was going bankrupt the whole program almost uh almost went bankrupt before it even started because we had no idea what we were doing and then suddenly we did it um it doesn't really matter like i don't think we need to bring alien technology or flat earth or anything into whether or not we went just whether or not we went is the real question and why people are so butthurt about it. Yeah, because why would we, you know, we're so, <laughs> that can be a documentary. We didn't go to the moon. Why are you butthurt about it? Um, it exactly. It, and this is once again from an unscientific mind, but uh, just from my logical standpoint, wouldn't it be a good idea to put like satellite arrays or radar arrays on the moon since it's a, permanent satellite that's just going around we wouldn't have to put things in orbit why like why have we not why have we not decked the moon out with some killer right. rocket launchers <laughs> or something you know? right yeah not, not to mention the fact that you never see like the tons and tons of space debris that's supposedly out there in the universe um like we're supposedly going through the star wars asteroid field when we get to the moon but we never see yeah. any of that or hear about any of any complications with any of the satellites, any of the debris or anything when we're going there. That's so, true. I, I, I heard the last I read about it is that they were saying the biggest hurdle to future space, space exploration is literally just making it through right. the space debris. Right. All right. And the, the thing is, it's not me saying I know that there's a ton of space debris. It's NASA. It's NASA disagreeing with themselves, th them saying we have all these obstacles for four years, those obstacles went away, and we pulled it off no problem, and now those obstacles are back. So I, I don't need to say anything. You just need to look at what NASA is saying because it doesn't agree with itself. Not to mention – okay, more facts. Uh, yeah, yeah, give me wires. <laughs> if you look at some of this footage, like NASA has released all – you can go uh, – I think it's – um, what is it? I don't know. The, the DVDs for – for history, posterity's sake, they, NASA released all the footage, supposedly, that they ever took while there. They released it on DVD, and people can buy it for like 20 to $50, depending on the mission. Each mission has its own collection of DVDs now. If you look at these things that are released by NASA, there's definitely some oddities in them. And it's very strange that they would have even included it in these collections, because there's... The gravity, the physics between the different missions does not add up. It does not agree with each other. Like there are some people who jump high and some people who fly and some people who just kind of bounce around and look like they're hopping around on the earth and they've slowed it down to slow motion. Some people fall over and then they get – it looks like they get pulled back up by something. Like the physics don't add up and they don't mm -hmm. make sense. And there's even uh, a couple things where you can see like a glint of light shimmer. That looks like there's a cord above them. It, If you just shut down whatever you know or whatever you think you know and look at this and say, what does this look like to me? 
it looks like a behind-the-scenes footage of a movie um, in a lot of ways. And uh, I, I just – I don't know. I there, there's so many strange things. <laughs> can you – is there like a uh, – I mean obviously not exhaustive, but can you send me a select – couple of links that i can post for this episode you can i don't think the best thing that i have found um outside of some of the main ones that we've talked about like uh a funny thing happened on the way to the moon which is the one with uh that bart Superell made where it has the cardboard cutout and his other one um i don't know why i can never remember the name of it astronauts gone wild those are both on youtube the best documentary i've found so far I mean, outside of the one that I'm making, obviously, uh, uh-huh. is <laughs> is uh, American Moon by Massimo Mazzucco or yeah, Mazzucco. I can send you a link to that. It's not on YouTube or anything. I had to buy the documentary or buy the DVD. It's on Amazon. It's fairly inexpensive, but it is like three and a half hours of nonstop just and also this and also this like. You, you you hear three and a half hour conspiracy documentary and you assume it's like what we were talking about with the normal YouTubers where it's like Buzz Aldrin said this. Let's repeat that a hundred thousand times and try and prove a point and be terrible. Uh, this guy is like a legitimate filmmaker, legitimate storyteller, documentarian, and it had to be three and a half hours because there's three and a half hours worth of content in there uh, that – all lends to this five minutes into the thing you're gonna be like yeah we didn't go to the moon and then it's just going to be beating you over the head for the next (laughs) three hours and 25 minutes it's ridiculous (laughs) well i'm gonna go buy it (laughs) it. (laughs) so when um all right so um I'm trying to think of a really shitty joke (laughs) i got nothing but so when uh when is your documentary allegedly coming out I can't say when it's coming out. Uh, when this episode comes out, it will just be, have been announced that we're doing a, a campaign for it. Um, basically, this, it's still this episode's coming out today. Is it? Yeah. Well, it might. It might should not because. Uh, oh, okay. All right. It hasn't well, we'll, been announced yet. <laughs> all right. Well, we're, we're pushing it back then. Yeah. Next Monday is when uh, the official announcement is coming out about this documentary. And I'm going to be talking on a bunch of other shows around the same time. Uh, so the uh, I'm making this documentary. It's called The Moon, The Myth, The Legend, which miraculously that name. name has not been used before. I, I was very surprised. Um, it's a, the, the full title because every documentary has to have a long, drawn-out title to make sure you know exactly what we're talking about. It's uh, The Moon, The Myth, The Legend, uh, Lunar Lore for Humble Dummies. And um, – Basically, that's my approach is just going to be exploring this thing. Uh, I know that this topic is one that got a lot of people to open up their minds in the past and start thinking outside the box and start exploring some of the fun conspiracy stuff, uh, see the world in a different light. And it's kind of gone on the way, gone the wayside and it's now kind of just a joke. But there's a lot to this thing that nobody knows. And I think it's important to uh, not only bring it back up but bring it up in a very humble human way of uh just being open-minded and you know bringing a little bit of fun and humor to the topic because nobody's doing that even even like the really good documentarians that are going to be way better than or are already way better than i'm ever going to be uh it's fun for me to watch but it's not fun for the lay person to watch because they're like 
okay, cool, whatever. Facts, facts, facts. I want to yes. make it something first and foremost entertaining, but informative at the same time. But we're doing this uh, this campaign, Indiegogo. Um, I don't necessarily need money, so I don't. Ne- I set the amount as low as I possibly could, which is the five hundred dollar level. I'm probably going to run into some bumps along the way where I will end up needing some financial help, but mostly this is just a way to pre-order the documentary, and it's going to be as legit as I can make it. I'm going to make the soundtrack. I've got uh, the cover artwork and all that stuff already done. I've already started the research and development and all that process. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be something really cool. So you can find all the stuff on that on Indiegogo by looking up Moon, the Moon, the Myth, the Legend, or just go to moonmythlegend.com forward slash support and find a bunch of fun information there. I'm going to uh, humbly request a uh, an interview, or at least uh, give me two minutes on there. Uh, I'll probably use some of this conversation that we just had on there, so it's all fine. All right. Good deal. <laughs> I'm doubling yes. down, man. That's how I roll. I, I'm like, hey, I'll go on a bunch of people's podcasts and talk about this, and that's just, you know, it's going to lend itself to bits and pieces of the documentary. So, well, good deal, man. Well, Dan, uh, yeah, um, everybody, go check that out. Uh, consider pre-ordering, supporting it. Um, I'm certainly going to do it, and I'm going to spend the rest of my day researching this shit. Thanks a lot, Dan. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Yeah. Uh, until, until next time, my friend. Until next time. I'm sure uh, it will be. Stay open-minded. Uh, we didn't go to the moon. All right. We, we, <laughs> we, uh, we didn't go to the moon. <laughs> Happy face on. You look you like, like Surfer that? John. Surfer Jesus again. Well, I'm so this is, this is the John Jesus I remember. Again. I wish that it would be warmer here so I could, like, you know, regularly surf again. The cold front's coming your way, Kimasabi. It just hit us today. It's supposed to be, like, like in the 30s later this week. Yeah, it blows. And it's yeah. Mardi Gras season, too, dude. Woo, titties. Yep, Fat Tuesdays tomorrow. hey Um... You ever been to a Mardi Gras thing? I mean, like lame, uh, like half-assed Mardi Gras themed stuff here. I mean, they don't do we don't like really do Mardi Gras stuff here. That's true. I forget about that. Like, so I don't really. I've never been to any like real Mardi Gras celebration. It's um, if you've never seen a police horse knock a drunk man. <laughs> unconscious like you're not living bro <laughs> have you ever even mardi gras have you ever mardi gras that's the biggest fear people in new orleans have during mardi gras is getting detained face down on bourbon street okay oh i bet it's fucking oh, disgusting 
Oh, bro. Yes, you are going to get covered in all sorts of human juices. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's gross, dude. I, I hate it. Mardi Gras and Lafayette's pretty fun, though. It's, it's, more, it's a little more family-friendly, but... Oh, that sounds dude, awesome. I seen last year. I seen a, a, a child, a small child. You're supposed to gingerly toss the beads, right? <laughs> um, that He's doesn't. All, people with bro, when I say this kid, so some people will just get lazy, and then so the beads come in bags, like right. that you individually throw them, separate them, and throw them. But right. This dude just chunked the whole bag, and when I say he <laughs> took this kid out, bro. Like, <laughs> Dude, my favorite part about having children is going to like those jump places. You know, those like jump yeah, yeah, yeah. trampoline, trampoline places parks. that are yeah. yeah that are super popular now. And watching the kids play dodgeball and straight get fucking beamed in the yeah. face parts is my favorite part of having children. One hundred percent. Did I mean have you injured children? No, just watching them get injured is my, is what I'm saying. Oh, you need to inflict some pain, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best. Bring in the pain. Um, I list. Have you ever heard of Johan Hari? No. Um, let me make sure I'm pronouncing that that right. He's uh, you should listen to it. He was on Rogan recently. He's like a journalist, and he's he wrote a book called something about connection. But he is taking that whole um rat park argument of addiction. You know what I'm talking about? Where like. If uh, so, you take drug addicted rats and then you put them into mm-hmm. this rat paradise, and they don't do drugs anymore. Yay! And he's kind of um, his. Well, big, I know okay. that shit makes me so angry. It's like, well, well, it's it's just not. Yeah, so like, like you can be physically addicted is different than being like an addict, right? Like anyone can be physically addicted to morphine. Yes, physically addicted to it, but having a brain that is wired differently is something completely different right and that and that's and he even said he was like yeah we're finding we're finding out he's british i'm not gonna make fun of his accent god save the queen but he's saying (laughs) (laughs) he uh he was big on he was like yeah we're finding out that the the physical and like physiological response of addiction is just a very small part and da 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 da. he's like because I don't know. It's a lot of it was just like, bro, no, what? No. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Yeah. Yeah. If only. I mean, that'd be nice. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I want to be put in rat paradise. No what do you shit. Think? It's like, okay, well, then that's so build junky paradise. Right. Um, what would be in junky paradise? Hmm. Like unlimited porn and. Well, what kind of junky? I guess we'll just say attic paradise. Yes, yeah, so there would be attic paradise. There would be a bunch of VR porn set up. There would be oh, totally unlim- lots of video games, lots of video games, unlimited yeah. candy snack bar. Oh my god, a and whole, ice cream, like, endless nacho bar for sure. Basically, put a circle K in there. <laughs> <laughs> we good. Yeah, and we're we good. Slushy put- machines, right? Yeah. Video gambling. Yes, absolutely. A casino. A, a full on casino. Yeah, okay. So we just get a casino. You stick a circle K in there. You stick like hot tubs, pools, massage tables. Oh, yeah. And then uh, like a buffet line. So the, the casino buffet, only it's drugs. 
<laughs> How fucking cool would that be? Oh boy, yeah. We those addicts wouldn't last very long in there. I tell you that. No, but that's how you get the turnover rate, right? Because you know, <laughs> sir, <laughs> um, sir, your checkout is today at three p.m. I'm gonna need you to hurry up and get back to the buffet, please. I'm gonna need you to hurry up and die, please, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. then you got like, then you got like the um, what's his name? Um, that how is he still alive? Drug addict, musician, Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger. You got the Mick Jaggers, and they're like, you gotta get the fuck out of here, sir. He's like, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. dead yet. I'm still living. <laughs> it's all it's gamified, so the longer you last, the like nicer room you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. Ozzy's Ozzy's in the penthouse. Oh dude. He's sober. Good for you, Ozzy. I think he just relapsed. No. And then no. and then got sober again or something. I don't know. I choose not to believe that. I know Steven Tyler relapsed uh, a few years ago and then I think he's sober again now. Is but. it bad? That I hate Steven Tyler and he's the Why? Most... Dude, have you, have you ever heard any of his like addiction speeches? No. He is just I mean, his dick is so far up his own mouth. His... <laughs> it's hard to understand him. His... <laughs> no, dude, he is just so <laughs> egotistical. He's the type you Really? Know, oh my god, dude. Just constantly amount and name dropping and just like you know pretty much nobody on earth has ever done as many drugs as me or will you know pretty much the best ever can do the most drugs ever you know because i was getting free hotel rooms you know what i'm saying because i'm aerosmith blah 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 blah. it's like dude i hate you (laughs) i hate you so much such a prick there's just no humility right 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 well maybe that's why he went out yeah good point good point maybe he's like uh, I could stay awake just to. You're supposed to finish it, bro. I don't know what you're doing right just now. Just to hear you breathing. Oh, uh, that's yeah. my favorite part. Watch you smile while you are dreaming. That song came on. That actually played at my buddy's wedding this weekend, which was I was like bold move. That is unfortunate. <laughs> that is unfortunate. <laughs> I was like, and every and and there and I was like, oh, okay, this is like a joke. And then I looked around and like people, it was was not a joke. (laughs) People started slow dancing and we're getting very like, oh God, this song is so well written. (laughs) Dude, at my first spot, I was just talking about this on Friday night. It's an epic, awesome remembrance. But my, my first sponsor ended up drinking himself to death, right? And he was this biker plumber. And at his funeral, they play, (laughs) after everything, they played this song called Remember Me. But not from Coco, from a 1980s hair metal band that was like eight and a half minutes long Shut with like a up. seven minute guitar solo in the middle. It was fucking incredible. Did Pete? Did anybody I, cry? Every dude, I think like so. His br- <laughs> yes, <laughs> people were yes. crying. People were crying, and me and my best friend Charles were sitting next to each other, like, "What the." fuck is happening right now did anybody it's like everything inside of me not to laugh did anybody huh? like uh, put their lighters in the air <laughs> oh gosh That's it was awesome the most, though it was the most bizarre thing i've ever seen do you have have you like written out um do you have a will yet yeah do i i know i've talked I a lot know, about I'm asking. it 
I think I might have a very simple one made, oh. but I need to go to an attorney and get one like really drawn out. No, because I need to. Um, well, a because I'm gonna kill you very soon. So handle <laughs> your business. Sure. It's right. happening. It will happen. No, but I I've got very specific. Uh, comedic requests at my funeral <laughs> that I need to make sure I cement before. Yeah, I, I, um, my thing is like, however you guys want to bury me, I don't give a shit. Like I'm gonna be gone. I don't really care that much. But I do want two things. I want, um, I want a uh, a marching band. Okay. And it can just be the drum line if necessary. Like if the whole marching <laughs> band is too so awful be so abrasive and loud and like i mean and they all have and they're dance right i want to be but i also want a gospel choir so like i want those two things so what you were describing is a new orleans uh second line yeah for sure procession yeah that's the way to go yeah yeah Yeah. so like it you know my it should be a celebration of life instead of like a you guys shouldn't be sad celebration i mean I'm planning on living a pretty kick-ass life, so you shouldn't be sad when it's over. Well, then you better invest in a bulletproof vest or something, because I'm coming. I'm coming, motherfuckers. I'm coming. Listen, we got to wrap this up with a uh, Today I Learned. Today I learned. Today today I learned. learned. Today I'm learning, and today I learned. So what do you think the original name of the G-Spot was? Ooh. Um... The impossible to find spot? I don't know. Hey yo, the the Bermuda Triangle, the <laughs> the Marianas Trench. <laughs> um okay, so the G spot was named after Dr. Ernst Graffenberg. Okay, so that's uh-huh. where the G spot. Originally, it was going to be called the Whipple Tickle. Shut the fuck up. I kid you not. <laughs> Named after its discoverer, Dr. Beverly Whipple. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> the Whipple Tickle. <laughs> uh, yep. I don't know. That one that is really funny to me. That is very funny. Whipple Tickle. Um, send us an email at churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com, patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs, and... Oh yeah, we're on a new merch store, people. So stay tuned for that. Hey, a bunch of more designs, but uh, yeah.
Why don't you join? 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 Why